full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Thank you so much for joining the program today. I'm really excited about today's show, uh, and partly because... I have seen so many friends and family. Uh, There's been an uptick, if you will, in the number of people that are interested in or purchased firearms um, in the last, I'd say over the last year or so for self-protection and things like that. And so I really, when I learned about California firearm safety and saw that it was black owned fam, because you know how I am, I wanted them to be on the show to have this conversation Um, to give you some information. You know, Full Circle is all about giving you the information you need to make an informed decision for your life. And this is one of the ways that I can provide information to you so that you can, if you're thinking about purchasing a firearm, if you may have just purchased one and still don't know what to do, where to take lessons, things like that, we are going to break it down for you, family, with my guest today from California Firearm Safety. I have in the house with me Lawrence Dotson, David Jackson, and Bart Hightower. And these three gentlemen are going to give us the info that we need, again, to make sure that we're safe. Because, you know, everyone's like, I want to protect myself. I want to be safe. But you have to do it wisely. So we want to make sure that we give you all the information that you need in order to do your thing and do it safely with your family and all of that good stuff. So without further ado, good morning, gentlemen. Don't look so, <laughs> they look all serious. I guess that's what gun owner, you know, you just look all serious all nah. the time. Is that what it, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, good morning. I'm, I'm happy to have all of you here joining me this morning. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Good morning. Good, very good. Well, go ahead and introduce you. I'm going to start with um, Mr. Dotson. Go ahead and just introduce yourself to the fam and and just tell us who you are. My name is Lawrence Dotson, and I've been shooting a competition and hunting uh, of the last 30 years. Um, I enjoy the sport, and uh, I enjoy guns. Thank you so much. Thank you for introducing yourself. We'll get into uh, California firearm safety and how it came to be in just a moment, but I just want the panel to introduce themselves. David? My name is David Jackson. I'm the owner of Guns and Stuff in Sacramento, California, and also owner of Idis Defense. Uh, Idis Defense was a training company I started about six years ago to do firearms training for CCWs, uh, new shooters, even advanced shooters in military and law enforcement. Okay. Uh, then after that, I took over guns and stuff. Okay. So. Guns and stuff. Guns. Black owned gun store right here in Sacramento family. Just letting you know. So you got to go to some of the other places that may not be as melanated. They may not give you the best treatment. 
we got a brother right here that we can support. Where's your your store at? Uh, I'm at 5060 Roseville Road. Okay. Closest cross street will be uh, Watt Avenue. Okay. All right. So check him out. But he's going to be here the, re- the whole show. But I just want to make sure that we, you know, get that out there for you. All right. And Bart. Uh, good morning. I'm Bart Hightower. And I started shooting a little differently. Uh-huh. Um, my dad brought my brother and I a BB gun when I was like nine years old. And I really enjoyed it. And I've been shooting since then. And, you know, over the years led me into a lot of different types of formal competitive shooting, um, professionally, as well as recreationally, um, and then into training and being a range officer, et cetera. So, yeah, it's been a fun lifestyle. All right. Yeah, I I saw your videos that you showed me about the the competitive part of shooting, I think is really fascinating. I want to make sure that we also shed some light on that, too, because like I was telling you before the show is that we don't know what we don't know. So if we don't know that, you know, we might have people that are interested in doing some competitive shooting and things like that, that may not know about this whole world, right? That's out there. Yeah. So we're going to get into that a little bit, but I want to go back to Mr. Dotson. I want to talk about California firearm safety and how it came to be. Okay. Uh, Well, I guess I, I work at a gun store part-time also. And uh, I met Tressel Gelbreth that came in and we started talking, she was interested in firearms mm-hmm. and we started talking about this. And it was something that I had always wanted to do mm-hmm. was teach firearms training and, and to make sure people are safe and understand that a firearm is just a tool, yeah. but it can be a dangerous tool if not used correctly and not handled safely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked and kept talking and, and, uh, then we ended up uh, creating California Firearm Safety. Yeah. Uh, just for that reason, you know, to help people uh, that want to get into that sport or just to have a gun for home defense. Yeah. Yeah. You do a lot of things for the community in terms of offering classes and things like that to make sure that, again, those those people that have firearms are using them properly and safely. So you teach them things like technique, I would imagine. Yes, technique, how to handle a firearm, how to hold it, how to shoot it, how to stance, uh, just different things that are associated with that type of sport mm-hmm. or that type of defense. Okay. So it just depends on what you want to do. All right. Now, I know all of you are sports shooters, but I want to go to the kind of home protection and defense for a bit because I do want to make sure that the audience gets the information they need in case they're considering purchasing a, a firearm. So what's the first thing I need to know if I am thinking about purchasing a firearm? What What do I need to consider what do I need to know in order to make an informed decision about that? And any, you, anyone. You, you have to go in and shoot some guns. You have to hold a gun. You have to be able to make sure it's comfortable. It's something you like. A lot about buying a firearm is preference, what you prefer and what you like. Just like when you go out and buy a vehicle or any other thing, mm-hmm. clothing, shoes, whatever it is, as long as you're, you're, it's your preference. Yeah. Because if you like something, you will use it. Yeah. If you buy something you don't like, you won't use it. So you would recommend that we go out to a range or to a, to a gun store and uh, and do all gun stores have ranges or, or no? Play? Okay. No. So someplace that has a range where we can like rent. Can we rent a gun for the day? Yes. Or? Mm-hmm. 
Some ranges have rentals, uh-huh. uh, ammunition it, that you'll have to use your ammunition. You can rent guns. They're approximately about fifteen to twenty dollars uh, for the rental fee, and then you'll buy some ammo. Uh-huh. So that may be another twenty dollars. So it's only about forty dollars, but it's more of an informed decision if you're going to purchase a firearm. That way, you purchasing something that you like. You may right. rent three or four guns. Right. It may cost you initially some money, mm-hmm. but it gives you more of an informed decision of what you want to like, what you like, and what you want to shoot. So I come in, I'm, you know, Miss Wanda, want to interested in purchasing a firearm. Like, do I? I, I don't want to just come well, in and go. I want a nine well, me, because I've me, seen that on TV. You yeah, know what I mean? So, <laughs> go ahead, dude. Oh, so first thing I'm gonna ask you too is why do you want okay. the gun, right? So you're gonna go in and say, I want this gun for competition shooting. Okay, I want it for home defense. So I'm gonna try to save you a little bit of money and buy that gun that's gonna help you with competition shooting and personal defense. Or you may come in and go, hey, I have an unlimited budget. I want to do one for competition, home defense, and just uh, concealed carry. Okay. So are, are you gonna come in and say, I want a gun, but I'm gonna say, well, what do you want to do with it? You go, I want to go hunting. Well, I'm not gonna say a handgun if you want to go hunting. Right, okay. So that's, and, and then same thing, I'll say, hey, here's the guns you may want to use and look at, and then go to, like, say, uh, go to the range, shoot it a few times, and then come back and, and purchase one for me. Okay. So right. I, have, I have a slightly, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, what they've said, but I have a slightly different approach with people. Uh-huh. The first thing that I encourage people and help people to figure out, and we're talking about first-time gun owners, mm-hmm. is how they're going to safely maintain that weapon in their mm-hmm. home. Before they talk about what kind of gun they're going to buy or what they want to use it for, how are you going to maintain that firearm in a safe and legally responsible manner in your home? Figure that out first, spend the time and money on that first, and get that system in place before you buy the gun. That's the first thing you buy. So in answering that, though, what do I need to consider in order for me to give you a good answer to that question? Well, so the things you're going to consider are what do you want a gun to do? Mm -hmm. And there's some basic, a few basic purposes for a firearm, you know, Mm -hmm. jobs that you would put that firearm to do. Home protection, personal defense, or recreation of some sort, which could be you know, plinking, some type of formal comp- competitive game, which will have equipment rules that will dictate the types of guns you would be using for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those things is generally what people, one or more of those things. So if you want a gun for home protection, um, you're, you're going to wind up selecting some type of full-size duty handgun um, as opposed to a compact weapon or a subcompact weapon. Okay. Um, or maybe a shotgun, depending on what you feel com- most comfortable with. So you're going to need some type of storage facility for that type of firearm. Mm-hmm. Right? And if it's for home protection, that storage facility needs to also safely maintain the weapon in a, in a state of readiness. So you can quickly access the gun um, and keep it loaded and still have it be safe. Right? So, so store it, load it, have a place where you can safely store it loaded. Either loaded or with a, a magazine um, with loaded ammunition with the weapon. And possibly... Um, you know, electronic ear protection with the weapon and also some type of light lighting device that you can use with the weapon, either mounted to the weapon or by hand with the weapon. And you need all those things in one locked location that's secure from children and from, from intruders and from visitors to your home. Right? But you also need to be able to get the gun quickly. So those are the things you want to sort out first before you go buy a gun. Okay. Get, spend the money, get those things because 
the last thing you want to do is bring a loaded weapon into your home and put it at the top of a closet or in a sock drawer. Mm -hmm. That's not responsible, and it will subject you to criminal liability in the state of California if someone's injured. So those are the initial things that people need to grapple with when they're talking about bringing a firearm to their home initially. Well, I was going to ask, isn't there a law that says that your firearms have to be locked up or some, well, something like that when, you're, when they're stored at home? Yes, and basically the way the law works is if the if the farm is not properly stored and someone is injured, you are subject to criminal liability in California. And these are California laws. Right. It's not like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. So those are the initial things that people need to do to figure out. And then beyond that, you can start talking about, you know, what you're actually going to purchase, like as, as David and, and Lauren said. And what I, you know, it can get expensive, as, as they've said, you know, really undertaking a diligent effort. Mm -hmm. um, so your best option is to find somebody you know who owns a bunch of guns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, or a company. Yeah, right. or a company. It's like, yes, California Firearms. Right. And that, and that, and, and it's huge. They, they can take you out, and you can actually spend some time find 10 or 15 or 20 different firearms, um, you know, of different um, operation types and the different dimensions and weights and all that and, and figure it out. And if you pay these guys $100, $150 or whatever to spend four or five hours or seven mm -hmm. hours in a day doing that, mm -hmm. you're way ahead of the game. Yeah. And so when you go purchase that gun, you you know you're getting something that you can handle, that's comfortable for you, and it meets your requirements. Okay. And there's all types of security type systems you can buy. They have safes that are uh, bio, all you need is a thumbprint. You put your thumb on it, and it opens up. So they have some with dials, with locks. So there's all different types. And oh, yeah. they run the gamut of costs from anywhere from like $19 up to thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what you want. And, I, you know, that, that, that brings up a good question is that if I have it in a safe locked up, is it illegal for me to have the safe, like, unlocked at night? Because I want to be able to easily access it. Like, for me, I feel like, and I don't know because I don't have a firearm, but these are some of the things I think about because I want one. You just is, change that. Get you a gun. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be at your store. Right. Well, and but, they make safes that are, you can do that, that it can be locked right beside your bed. Okay. You just reach your thumb over and touch that, oh, okay, gotcha. and it pops open. Gotcha. That okay. way you're secure. Because I'm like, I don't want to be fumbling. Exactly. You know, if I'm already nervous. I hear noises, yep. and now I'm trying one to, finger, what's one the thumb. combination and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Like, where's the key, right? Okay. Yeah. Thumbprint. Right. That's all you need. Thumbprint. And you can you can do five fingers. If you lose a finger, you, you still can one. open your safe. So. <laughs> I, really I, I got all five on mine. I just, yeah, exactly. just, just yeah. in case. Yeah. Okay. So, very, so right. very secure. All very right. easy. Yeah. My favorite type of safe to keep a gun, one or two handguns in, um, or, or a short rifle of some type or shotgun. They have long, larger ones. Mm -hmm. um, all right in wall safes um and they're just you know they're about four or five inches deep and they fit you know fit between the two studs in your wall and mm -hmm. you cut out the sheetrock and you bolt yeah, them just, in mm -hmm. and you have a flange around them that you know makes it tidy and then they're just just a keypad you know two or three digits boom boom, boom mm -hmm. and the keypad light up and it opens for you yeah so you can keep a loaded handgun in there with whatever you need with it um you know a lot of times people put them in the closet mm -hmm. and they can put them in the closet in such a way that the hanging clothes hide it so your kids don't even need to know you have it. Yeah. yeah. Like I know people who've had them, you know, put them in when their kids were little and the kids are now in high school. They have no idea the safe is even in the house. Yeah. And it's locked. And yeah, it's very easily accessible. And it, and you should put it in a location where you feel you're most likely to be 
at a time of immersion when you need it. Okay. Or in a location where you would be sheltering your family against an intruder in the home. So that's usually going to be in a bedroom, right, okay. where you have yeah. access to a phone and other things to call for help, and you can safely retreat to that area and, and retrieve the weapon. Yeah. Are there any limitations that people, uh, or for people that want to be firearm owners? Or is there is there anything that, any reason someone can't own a firearm legally? Yeah, a lot of Keyword. This. In the in the state of California, is there felons? You, okay, you, can, you can't own a firearm. You're a felon. Okay, there are certain misdemeanors where you can't own a firearm. Okay, um, so there's 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 quite a few other. David and yeah. Bart will know. Illegal something. immigrants are not legally um, able to own or possess firearms in the state of California. Okay, so if you've been and, and people who've been disarmed or discharged from the military are unable to legally own firearms. Really, domestic violence. Yes. So yeah. you ever we had a lot of people come in and they'll try to purchase a firearm, and they go, "Oh, I didn't, you know, have a restraining order on me." Well, I could yeah. have told you that's going to stop you right there, yeah. and they don't say anything about it, and they'll lie on the form about it. And you have people who just don't care, and they will come try to anyway, see if they'll slip through the system. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a restraint, an active restraining order from anything, I mean, it could be anything, mm -hmm. you're going to get denied a firearm. Wow. So, so okay. what I would encourage people to do, if you get online and Google the Joe's form. California dealer record of sale form. That okay. form can ask you questions that that go through all of the prohibited categories. So you can just see right on the form mm -hmm. all the things that will kick you back as a do not release firearm to them. Wow. In the okay. system. All right. So it's pretty simple to do. So I come to your shop, David, and we're talking, you're educating me on firearms and things like that. You do I make the purchase and then you do the background check, or how does that part work? So you'll fill, you'll pick the gun you want, obviously, mm -hmm. and then I'll start. You fill, it, you do your forms, you fill it all out, and I will run the background check because attached to that background check has to be the make, model, caliber, and serial number oh, okay. of the gun. Okay. So once I go in there, I you hit submit. It goes over to the Department of Justice in California. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes ten days. You come back if everything's good, and you you get a um, you come pick it up. So for our business or for my shop, no like no call from us is good news. So mm. as soon as we get a call from you within yeah. those ten days, that's bad news for you. Yeah. So and, we'll, and we we have no, I guess we can't tell you why you got denied. It is mm -hmm. say you're undetermined or you're prohibited, and prohibited's the the main one. If you're prohibited, it means you you can't own them. Period. But if you're undetermined, then there's some things that you can prove to possibly get. Right. Yeah. So we had a guy. Same thing. Uh, we had a gentleman whose brother. This was a, probably ten years ago. Used his name when he committed a felony, mm. so he he knew his brother's information, gave him that information. So mm -hmm. every time he tries to buy a gun, it comes up undetermined. Mm. He's gotten it fixed twice, and he keeps coming back undetermined. Mm. So I make him go through the whole process. Within thirty days, they come back undetermined, and he, he's good approved. So he knows every time he does it, it's going to happen. happen. So yeah. and you can be denied because of taxes, delinquent oh, taxes, really? say, uh, yep. child support. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. If so you can buy a gun, ties. you can pay your taxes. Yeah, it, That's also, true. It ties to your driver's license, things like that. So things that you have done outstanding, like say, and, and another prohibited is uh, domestic violence, or uh, you've done something with a weapon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different little things. And there you can also contact Department of Justice, mm -hmm. and they have a check they can do. Mm -hmm. It's a charge, but you contact them, and they'll do a check get a background check without buying a gun. Okay. If you buy a gun just to get a background check, it costs you 30% of your purchase price mm -hmm. of your firearm. So you don't want to do it that way. 
You have to and pay for the background check? Yes. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought it's it was included in the price. Thirty-seven nineteen. Oh, okay. For yeah, California, just for the recently went check. up. It used yes. to be twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Okay. So you okay? That that and that makes sense, right? They have to, you know, maintain being able to do this. Not so really. Can, can you? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But we're not going to get into that. Yes. We'll leave that alone. Right. <laughs> well, electronic check. Right. So. If you um, so, can I go to someplace on maybe DOJ's website to just do some preliminary searching to to save myself some time? You can request that your you can request DOJ to to do a check on you. Oh, okay. And 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 I don't know if there's a. I think it's fee 20, $20 or something. It's always a yeah. fee. Yeah. Yeah. You can also yes. request them to run a check to see what guns are in their system connected to your name. Oh, too. So they'll send you a list. You know, these are all the guns that we have a record that you own and you're responsible for, and they send it to you. Wow. You for that, so. Well, that that reminds me of another question, and then we'll take a break. Is if I discard a firearm or sell it to someone else, then there's a pro- I need to do something. It sounds like, or that gun's always going to be connected to me. Yes. So you have to come in and do what they call a private party transfer. We call it PPT for short. So you have to come in if you sell a gun. So you sort of, uh, to, to Lawrence over here, mm-hmm. you both are going to come in, you're going to fill out some paperwork, he's going to fill out some paperwork, and then we're going to transfer the gun from your name into his name on that, the same way we do a background check. Because we still need to check if he can still technically right. own a gun. Right. So I've had it where people have come in, they pass, you just take the gun. Once that form is submitted, I hand you a piece of paper saying the gun's out of your name into his name, and you're done. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he comes back later, picks it up. And I've said I had before where the guy got the they both got or they both got prohibited. So the guy selling the gun was prohibited or it was already prohibited. Trying to give it to another guy is prohibited. So I'm stuck with these guns. Oh, so wow. it's it just comes comes because you have to um what do they call it um surrender they have to surrender the the weapon to you in that case right and that's why he was doing it. He had a restraining order put on him. So the the the, the judge says either get rid of your weapon or turn it in. So if you turn into the sheriff's room, you lose money on it. Yeah. So he sold it. That's what he did. Okay. But I can't give it back to him, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, he consigned and sold in the store, but that happens a lot more often than normal now. Really? Mm-hmm. There's a time limit when you have a restraining order right. to, get, to transfer that weapon out of your name. Oh, If okay. you don't do that time limit, then, like I said, you can't transfer it. Right. And they take oh. it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So there's, guns are heavily restricted in the state of California. So, and what, what they're describing to you, that the legal requirement that gives rise to this process is that in the state of California, you cannot legally transfer weapons person to person. They have to go through a federally licensed dealer. Mm. That would be him or the shop where he works. So that's why the guys come in there. The federally licensed dealer then takes the weapon, possession of the weapon, processes the paperwork, and then holds the weapon for the required 10 days Mm -hmm. while the background check is conducted on the, the parties. And okay. so he's, you know, that's that's the law in California. Okay. Um. So when you hear about the so so called, you know, gun show loophole and all that kind of stuff, none of that stuff has ever applied in the state of California in your lifetime or mine. This it, it's always been the law that in the state of California, firearms are transferred through a licensed dealer. So when I go to the gun show at Cal Expo and I go purchase a weapon, I still have to go through some sort of process. It's exactly. You same still process. go through the exact same process. Okay. But at the gun show, if that person lives out of town, mm-hmm. he lives in Vacaville, and he's here in Sacramento doing a gun show, you have to drive down to Vacaville to get that gun. Or oh. there are there are in-town stores that go to the gun shows, and they will mm-hmm. do the transfer and take possession of the gun here. You know, you can do it that way. Right. Um, and But they charge you for that. 
So, man, right. that's a lot to learn. So if you know a dealer like uh, with the FFL, like David, yeah. like guns and stuff, there, you, there's your end right there. Yeah. That way it's local. Keep See local family. Going. And yes. you're supporting black business. There you go. I'm just saying. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. We're going to take a quick break. More with Lawrence Dotson, David Jackson, and Bart Hightower right after this. Empowerment through conversation. That starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And she is back, empowering you with knowledge and wisdom. This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. We are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. We are having such a wonderful conversation off air. I have been getting educated, family, so I hope that you are really taking heart to this uh, episode because um, we've got some good information for you. My guests today are Lawrence Dotson, David Jackson, and Barton Hightower, and they are representing the California Firearms Safety and I wanted David. What's your 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 shop again? Guns, Guns and stuff. Guns and stuff. Because we got We got to support fam. But we're talking about you know if you're interested in purchasing a firearm or even if you have a firearm, you know being safe, being a responsible gun owner, being safe. And we're you know kind of some of our conversation off air that we're going to come on to in just a minute is talking about that mental preparedness that you need to have and that training. Um, but before we go there, I just want to. Well, I, this kind of I guess ties into it. California Firearm Safety. You guys, you have a location. We can come out and do lessons and learn about these different weapons, right, Lawrence? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. We have classroom uh, instruction, and we also have a range instruction. So you can do both. Uh, it's handled usually within one day. Mm-hmm. And on our website, uh, California Firearm safety.com mm-hmm. it gives you the prices it gives you the classrooms you can schedule the dates that you want to try and do the class mm-hmm. uh it goes over uh there's we sell hats we sell shirts mm-hmm. um uh but we offer quite a bit of few different things that you can partake okay all right so if you you're interested before you even make a purchase you should be at least going to a place like California Firearm Safety um, and taking some lessons, putting your hands on a weapon, seeing what feels good for you. Remember at the beginning of the show, Lauren said, what works for you? It's like buying your car or anything else. It's like you have to do what works for you, what's going to serve your purpose, and what's comfortable. Family, if you have any questions, 916-921-5333 is the number if you want to chime in or ask uh, the brothers any questions. Um, But I want to go back into this conversation we were having off air because I think it's really important. You talked about um, not only just purchasing the firearm and storing it. Look, we already got a call. Put your headphones on, gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, hello. I want to know the address or the name of the uh, gun shop again. It's uh, 5060 Roseville Road, North Highlands, California, 95660. What is it again? I'm sorry. Uh, guns and stuff. 5060 Roseville Road. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I wanted to go back to talking about buying a weapon and letting it sit, going the first time and trying it out and then buying it and letting it sit in your safe. And then an intruder comes if you don't keep up that practice. All right. I'm a, I'm a, yes. Go ahead. Okay. I get it. Uh, I'm a defensive shooter. So I practice more of shooting behind cover concealment, uh, weapons, lights, uh, shooting in and around cars and buildings pretty much. Uh, coming from a military background, that's what we did a lot. And I still mm-hmm. currently do. Um, same thing. People, they will buy a gun. Let's get this and we'll come back to that. 
Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just wanted to ask, I have a couple felony convictions. I've been to prison, but my wife hasn't. My wife doesn't have a record. Is there any problem with her purchasing a weapon and having it in the house? She can purchase the weapon, but you cannot have access to that weapon at all. You can't have the safe combination, nothing. Okay, so we would have to get a safe, and she would only be the only one with the safe number or the key. Correct, and you will not be able to have any possession of that at all at any time. Okay. Can we come to the class together? No, you cannot. She can because uh, can you because you what you just told us. But yes, she's okay. the only one that can. You cannot possess or handle any firearms as a felon or ammunition. Okay. Thank you for that information. I'm going to pass that along to her. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello. My question is similar to the gentleman who just called regarding. He said he had felonies. He's married. And his wife owned a gun. Now I understand the part what you're what you're saying that. I can't have access to it, but my wife is disabled at this point, and chances are that it's not going to get better. Now, if something were to happen and the gun was my only defense, would I be charged, even though it's registered to my wife in our house and I'm using it in my house? I'm not a lawyer, so I can't, but I've heard if it, you would probably want to consult with a lawyer on this, that if in a defensive role protecting you and your wife, you should be okay. And I'm saying shit. I'm not saying 100. percent That's okay. just a question that only the DA in the county right. where the incident occurred can answer. You know, the charge, the decision to charge is a discretionary decision on the part of the district attorney. Right. So that's simply not something we can answer. What I would encourage you to do before you, you know, hopefully you never get in that situation. But what I would encourage you to do is seek to have your felonies expunged and have your rights restored. That's that's a, something that you can do. And so I would I would look into doing that. Okay, now, if my, if my felony is from another state, how would I go about doing that? Would I have to go back to that state where the felony was charged? Yes, you'd have to do it through the system in that state. So I can do it by mail also is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't see any reason why you'd have to physically be there. Um, they should have some process. I would probably start looking, start by contacting the Department of Justice in that state and see what their process is. And a firearms okay. attorney. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, thank you very much. That was very Thank you. Thank you so much for that call. Um, so it sounds like I didn't hear the whole thing, but that this person called and the same thing, uh, felony conviction, but they have someone that is in the home that is able to purchase a weapon. Yes. Okay. So you can, so if you, like I said, if he's a felony, you cannot, if you're the felon, you cannot possess it or have any possession of that anyway. So you can't know the combination. You can't have the key or whatever your safe mm-hmm. is. No access to whatsoever. You got to be careful even being around right. firearms or ammunition yeah. because it's another felony. Yeah. Oh, and, even and, the even being around the ammo. Correct. There's, a, right. there's a there's another caution that should be stated with respect to those situations. If you are a person who lawfully owns firearms and ammunition, you need to be careful who you are having your guns and ammunition around. Taking people shooting and all that is great, but you need to know that you're not putting guns and ammunition in the hands of people with felony convictions. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have your guns and ammunition out and, and available and accessible to those type of people in your home because you're putting yourself at risk by doing that. So if I have a felony conviction, I do you ask people before they come to California Firearm Safety? or like- No, we have not generally, mm-hmm. um, but I guess we're going to have to figure that out. A lot of times we ask people that, are scheduling the classes yeah. uh, so that they know that they cannot. Uh-huh. But generally, it's not a question that you ask someone. Let's I have this. asked people Let's before I train them. Hello. Uh, I have 
two-part question. Uh, one in regards to uh, convicted felons. They are completely denied uh, as far as uh, possession or felon, uh, not felon, but uh, uh, firearm. Convicted felons completely denied from using a weapon. Yes. Or from purchasing a weapon. Yes. yes absolutely. Don't even tr- attempt to purchase one. That is, that's a, that's still an offense for self you attempting to purchase one, too. Okay, so, so that that doesn't matter what type of felony it was, whether it was a DUI or... Any felony. They all all felonies are the same, whether it's a white-collar crime, a DUI, or murder. It's all the same. Gotcha. So. Okay. Thank you for calling. Appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Bye-bye. But I, I would just add that prohibition, the legal prohibition is for felons is against possession, custody, and control. And that's why... David was pointing out that, you know, you can't have access to it. That's the custody and control part. Bottom line, felony, don't try it. Don't don't be around it. Don't buy ammo. Just That's the bottom line. Pretty much. That. Yes. Okay. Right. Hello. Hello. Good morning. My question is, uh, I've never handled a gun before, but uh, I would like to purchase one and be comfortable with it. I come to your store. Would you be able to help me with something like that? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. We'd be able to at least walk you through of purchasing a gun, letting you hold a few, see how you like them. We don't have a firing range at our store, so you'd have to go to another range, and I would, uh, I'll tell you where to go to um, to go and shoot a gun, and then come back to us and make the purchase, and then you wait the 10 days. Uh, and then what we can do is, even Lawrence and California Fire Safety, they can if you buy that gun, you can take it go to class, and they can actually show you how to work that gun and, and use it when you need it, or just even for, for training purposes. All right. Now, do I take it home the same day, or is there a waiting period? There is a 10-day wait in California. Okay. No problem. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, I wanted to really go back to the making sure that you're keeping your skills up with after you've purchased your gun. Okay. I want to get to that because I think that's really important. Um, Bart made a really good point about, um, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment and someone's in your house and stuff, if you haven't, if well, Lauren said, if you haven't fired that gun, except for the time you purchased it, or if you haven't regularly had, you know, kept your skills up, that can lead to something really not good. Yes, it can. So let's you, talk about that. You need to practice. Practice makes... Yeah, you have to practice to be able to use a firearm or anything else you want to do. If you are a dancer, they practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, race car drivers, they practice. Yeah. So everybody has to practice, and it depends on what type. If you're doing a home defense uh, type of weapon that you bought and you want to use that, you practice that type of, of uh, uh, system. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a competition shooter, you practice that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bart knows a lot yeah. about practicing, so does David. So, yeah, so I'll try to take this a little deeper. Um, so with firearms, what I try to encourage people to do is not, not just practice. you got to practice. But the first thing you need to do is once you select a gun, you need to study. You need to understand how the gun <coughs> operates. Because your understanding of how the gun operates is going to allow you to keep to maintain the gun and also to get the gun back up and running when it fails, when it malfunctions, which it will do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, usually it's related to ammunition or it's related to something you've done in manipulating the weapon. For instance, if you're shooting 
in, in a structure, and there's you know a lot of training. We train in structures across shoe houses, mm-hmm. around vehicles and things. You, you're going to be in a situation at some point where you let the slide of the semi-automatic pistol, let that slide rub up against a wall or door frame or something, and you're going to cause the gun to jam. If you're in the middle of your firefight in your house defending your life and you do that against the door frame and you jam the gun up and you don't know how to get it back up and running, mm-hmm. you lose. Yeah. So you have to practice that. You have to intentionally cause that, those little malfunctions, understand what a type 1, type 2, type, type 3 malfunction is, mm-hmm. understand how to diagnose that in the dark, and know how to get the gun back up and running. Yeah. Right? Just, just a very simple, because if the gun doesn't work anymore, then you might as well throw it at them. Yeah. So if you're not willing to put the time, effort, and money in to mm-hmm. become proficient and competent, it's just like driving a car. Yeah. Then it's not, it's really of no use to you. It may be a, a, a psychological security blanket, but your competence to operate that tool is not going to be up to the task. That's a great point in that, you know, you see, and we talked about the, the surgence of people wanting to purchase handguns, especially since COVID and now with so much unrest happening in our country and people wanting to buy guns. But you really need to be able to be prepared for every or as many situations as you can be prepared to um you know because when we buy the the weapon it's in the daytime we're you know talking and and being educated and we even when we go to california firearm safety we're out and it and the the circumstances and the 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 environment is somewhat created for us yes but when you're in your home at midnight and you hear uh, uh, someone bust your window you have to be able to try and simulate as much as possible beforehand how you will get into, you know, react in those situations. Now, granted, we don't know how exactly how we're going to react, but I think where the fear comes in and where people make mistakes is that they weren't prepared for for really using the weapon right. in that type of environment, and then they get nervous, and then they don't know what to do. The train They don't have any training to recall back to to say, okay, because sometimes you can like, okay, I remember my training. Okay, I'm nervous, my heart's beating, things are happening, if but I can recall my training. If you're in there and you're recalling your training thinking about it, you failed already. Really? You are oh, already I thought I was failed. doing a good no, thing, David. You already <laughs> have failed, and yeah. you're going to lose that fight. Absolutely correct. To win gunfights and to win fights, it's all muscle memory. I should be oh, able to, okay. in the dark, Just, grab my weapon. It, mine, I leave mine loaded in my, right? Um, load it with a light on. I always carry two lights, okay? Mm-hmm. I keep one on my gun and one in my hand. One fails, I have a backup mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. I know where the ins and outs are of my doors. I know how to open a door securely. I know where my kids are sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. It's all muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I could grab my gun, manipulate it in the dark, with my eyes closed, on one foot, whatever it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, it needs to be instinct. It doesn't need to be, let me think about this, because now oh, you're okay. already behind the okay. curve. So by the time that window was broken, I know, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. That's what we're here to help you out. Right. So you've already heard the window break, right? Mm-hmm. You've woken up. That's already eight seconds to 10 seconds gone right now. Mm-hmm. Now you're recontemplating in your head everything that you need to do. That's another 20 seconds. They're already at your door, and mm-hmm. you don't even know what just happened. Mm-hmm. You should be able to get up, and it's going to be difficult. You're groggy at night, getting up, grabbing the weapon, and making sure, because a lot of people don't know if that happened before. They get all hyped up and they run downstairs, they turn the light on, they point this gun at them. It's their kid that just broke the window sneaking in the house because mm-hmm. they weren't prepared, yeah. right? Yeah. And you've got a number one in the dark is number one, identify your target. Because if you just shoot something that's a shadow, you're gonna kill someone that you love. Yeah. So you need to identify that target first and have everything. What's your game plan? Mm-hmm. So I typically, for me, 
if it's just me and the kids in the house, I'm not grabbing a long gun, I'm grabbing a handgun. I can pick them up with one hand mm -hmm. and hold a handgun in my, uh, with my one hand. Yeah. If it's me and the wife, I'm grabbing a long gun, a shotgun, because I can do more damage and conflict more damage to that person and have better control while she grabs the kids and get them back to the room. Yeah. So it just depends on what you want to do and how much you want to train. And that was the other thing I was going to ask was handgun versus shotgun. Um, but you you kind of made a little bit of that point where what is it that you want to do? How do you how much pain do you want to inflict? Is that well, no. pain? But just. How, how well much you want to protect yourself? How, defend yourself. What, yeah, how, how do you defend yourself? Is it easy for most people to grab a shot? Because people go to the 1970, 80 minutes, tell, I'm going to rack a shotgun and scare them. Well, if you just yelled, I have a gun, I call it the cops, they'll probably be just as scared as two. Yeah. So I choose to use different weapons for what or, or what I need Depending to. On, yeah. Yes. So what it's kind of what's this, the situation dictates what I'm going to use. Kids in the house, I can grab both of my kids with one hand. I have a handgun. If I don't need to grab it, I can grab my shotgun, protect the hallway, or my wife grabs it. That's good mm -hmm. to go. So, yeah. I, w I would say, because I think we're probably talking to situations that's predominantly people who are going to have a single weapon, right? right. Mm -hmm. Like, not everybody's right. like us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to remember that. We can get yeah. you there, though. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, so what I would say most people are best served with a handgun okay. because a long gun to use it inside of a structure, it takes a, a very advanced set of skills because you have a lot of of things you need to know about how to maneuver that weapon around mm -hmm. around doorways and down hallways mm, okay. and inner and exit points. You know, and, and weapon retention issues become a problem because a, a, a rifle or shotgun it provides a very long leverage point for people to grab it and wrestle it away from you. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. more difficult to shoot it from retention close to your body if yeah. you have to do it. It takes, it's a higher training challenge that requires more time, effort, and money. Yeah. So most people will be best served with, with a with a hangar. I want to go back to the point that we were talking about a second ago about, you know, thinking your way through. So, and I tell people this in training, I use this example a lot. We've all been in a situation where you're driving a car in traffic and somebody suddenly stops in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you have to avoid that collision. You don't think about how to maneuver the car. Yeah. You do it instinctively. You've yeah. done it 500,000 times. You stomp on the brake, you push it in the clutch, you steer to the left. You didn't think about any of that. Right. If you can't run your gun like that, you lost already. Mm. You lost. You What you need to be thinking about is the same as in that traffic situation, about the external situation as it's developing and be able to react to it with the skills that you know. If you don't have the skills, you're not going to react to the situation in an appropriate manner. It's the same as driving a car. So, and a car is a tool. It's a much more complicated and much more dangerous machine than a gun. Mm -hmm. You know, you're running down the freeway at 80 miles an hour with a 4,000-pound chunk of metal. You can competently run a two-pound handgun, but you've got to put in the time, effort, and money. It's just that simple. And just like what Bart said about the vehicle, yeah. you'd be surprised how fast you looked over in your rear mirror or turned your head and saw there was no vehicle, other vehicle on your left hand side. Exactly. And you pulled over there. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's a muscle memory. It's, it's it's the whole process of training. And when you get home, just because you have your weapon at home and no one else is there, you can still manipulate your weapon. You can dry fire it. You can you can handle it and get used to it being in your hand. Uh, just like when you're, like say, the, the driving or when you're cooking, you use it a knife. A knife is it can can cut you pretty bad yeah. if you're if you're not watching what you're doing yeah. and paying attention and, and, and using it and learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. weapons are not, you know, firearms are nothing to be afraid of. 
But people need to understand that it's not a magic wand. You've got to interface with that machine and, and master it. And if you're not willing to put the time, effort, and money in, and yeah. that's what it takes. People. Buy pepper spray. <laughs> you know, you're going to buy that handgun for six or $700. I got handguns that I bought, and I put $10,000 worth of ammunition through them in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to train. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. everybody's not going to do that. Right, 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 right. right. But and you I'm not need paying to. retail for my ammo. So. Right. But you need to as just the, the regular, everyday gun owner that wants to have it for protection, at least quarterly. Go out and shoot. Make sure you're, you know, keeping your skills up, knowing how to clean your weapon and start to be able to develop that muscle memory. Even just like once a quarter, just go out and shoot. Just, you know, go out and, you know, pull your weapon out. Know how to start putting it together without, you know, close your eyes a little bit and start really getting a feel for how to put it together. Start imagining those scenarios. Manipulation. This is what I tell people. When you buy that gun, make a commitment to get it in your hand every day for a year, period, at home. Yeah. Get your hand on that gun and manipulate every single day for a year. Oh. Open no, it up. Every day. Right. As yeah. long as you own that gun, um, being in the military, work with some groups and special forces guys and gals, they picked up their weapon systems every day, even if it's for two minutes, and just mm-hmm. did something, a functions check. Exactly. All that's all we did. We just practiced reloading magazines, empty magazines. That's all we did. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes late. It's yeah. 10 15 minutes it's two minutes yes that, that's all it is you do that every day and if, you'll be fine becomes an extension of your hand right yeah. you Just drive like, your car every single day right you turn that wheel you look right. right and left before you come out in the traffic you yeah. stop you go you every single day just, just for the first year get your hand on the gun every day mm, you'll be amazed stuff. at how much more familiar and proficient you'll be with it that's and if you're shooting stuff. it it's even better yeah yeah and we offer that at california firearm safety yeah before we go, and I just want to, this is just something because I watch too much TV, I think. But, <laughs> like, if I'm shooting a gun, what what is that kind of? It's recoil. recoil. Yes, okay. People, That's a real Some people thing. say kick. Yeah. It's a kickback. It's it's recoil. Okay. It's a real thing. And it's, it's a real thing. And it's very powerful, right? Well, if you no. know. No. Oh, okay. That's what they, you know, Everyone, on TV, you know, they blow the, your it, No, on TV, it says <laughs> I can shoot you with a bullet at uh, 200 yards and it'll, it'll drop you back. Another yeah. twenty feet. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, okay. don't don't believe ninety nine percent of what the shotgun you do. doesn't throw you across the room. Right. <laughs> right. See, <laughs> but but you know what? I asked that in, in a little bit of a facetiousness, but all in seriousness because say that might be the reason why someone decides that they want to buy a shotgun yes. versus buying a handgun right. for home yes. protection. Yes. Because I know I'm going to rack that gun, right? That's going to scare them because of the noise we hear on Well, you'd TV, think right? unless they say, I got a gun too. Yeah. I'm racking mine. Right. right. So, exactly. Well, and you know, you're assuming that the person's not high on web g- drugs. They're yes. in their right mind. They're, Right. You know, people yeah. who are rationally thinking the way you are are generally not the people breaking in your house. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's right. just a that's just a false TV. narrative yeah. from jump. Right? Absolutely. Yes. You, you don't own a gun gun with the idea that my possessing this means I'm going to win. If you're not mentally prepared to go hands on in a mm-hmm. fight where there's going to be blood everywhere, then don't buy a gun. 
Right. Mm, that's that's pepper spray. That's good. That's good. <laughs> pepper spray. And be careful with the pepper spray because you might spray yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay, before we go, this is a wonderful conversation. I would love to have a part two sometime because we still didn't get a chance to talk about the competitive part of shooting. So we have to have a part two. Okay. You have an open invitation whenever you guys want to come back. Let's do it. Um, Definitely. Let's talk about, give people information about California firearm safety, where they can find you, what kind of classes you offer, and, you know, how they can, you know, be it, be reach out to you. Okay, we are at Uh We have instructors. Uh, one instructor that's not here, Lauren. She she didn't wasn't able to make it today. Uh, so it, it, we we offer training, uh, safety training, so you understand uh, some of the rules and, and handling of a firearm. And then we offer uh, actual hands on shooting, and uh, you can you can schedule a class. And you can schedule other classes to come back and do advanced training. Okay. So we offer uh, quite a few different things. Okay. All right. Um, their website is CaliforniaFirearmSafety.com. And if you follow the full circle um, on social media, I will post all of that. And then Guns and Stuff. Tell, yes. us a, tell them about it. Guns and Stuff, we sell firearms and fishing supplies, too. So if you're a fishing persons coming out with kids uh, we are at 5060 roseville road in north highlands california 95660 inside the uh, mcclellan mobile home park okay. our website is gunsandstuff.biz okay and I, I will just say that we didn't get the competitive shooting but um i post a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like i was showing you and uh-huh. other things on my instagram page so yeah. if you go on instagram and just search for the hashtag to a liberal you'll find to a liberal hashtag all right thank you so much um make sure i say your names right here uh lawrence dotson david jackson and bart hightower thank you so much for being here it's a pleasure talking to you you have to come back so we can have more lively discussion this is full circle special thanks again to my guest david jackson uh lawrence dotson and bart hightower from california firearm safety and their conversation family thank you so much for listening for tuning in and for all your phone calls it has been another strenuous hectic week so make sure you are taking care of yourself and whatever that looks like for you if it means unplugging from social media if it means taking a walk if it means going to the beach if it means sleeping in whatever you need to do to take care of yourself family because we are living in some really strange and interesting and really hard times especially as black people so take care of yourself i will see you next week for another episode of full circle peace family this has been full circle Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.